hello, my name is Jillian. My name is Yolanda, and welcome to the, the Pemberley Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Pemberley Podcast. It's good to be back. We want to share with all of you lovely listeners our new favorite place in Los Angeles. And if you live here or ever visit, this should be your go-to place. Not the, like, whatever, Santa Monica Pier. <laughs> Not the Walk of Fame. Not the Hollywood sign. (laughs) You need to go to Culver City and check out The Ripped Bodice, which is a romance bookstore. Let's explain. (laughs) (laughs) Not only is it a romance bookstore, it is the only independent bookstore in the United States that sells exclusively romance books. And even if that's not necessarily your jam, it has so many cool things. Okay, let's back up. Let's talk about like how we know about this place. Yeah, so Jillian texts me and like, hey, there's a stand-up show at the bookstore we've been wanting to go to tonight. And Do you want to go? Yeah, so I've like seen the ripped bodice on social media. Yeah. And I love stand-up comedy and I know you love it too. Yeah. And I was like, they're having it at this place. Let's go. Let's go on Thursday. Let's move. Yeah. And I mean, not only were the comedians hilarious, but also we were, we finally got to go to this bookstore, which was a lot bigger than I thought as well. It was so big. There's an attic. And everything is is organized by like Regency romance, historical romance, YA romance. YA. They even have a little kids table. Yeah. So there's a, there's a, a lot of variety in the books they have there too. And they have a one-eyed papillon named Fitzwilliam Waffles. That was the most surprising and best surprise ever. They have a one this little one-eyed dog named Fitzwilliam Waffles. There, what's, what was Lydia's horse's name again? Mr. Like, Waffles. Mr. Waffles. And so we were, close to Waffles. We were saying it should have been Mr. Waffles. <laughs> and they did us better. They did one better. And they named him Fitzwilliam Waffles. It actually doesn't get cuter than that. <laughs> no. The dog has an Instagram as well, which you can follow. Yeah. Which you can also follow at Fitzwilliam Waffles and see the adorableness that is this dog. I mean, it was also just... I mean, like, it was... Such a lovely experience going there. Like, you and I just kind of showed up, and it's this beautiful, pretty big, spacious bookstore that's just beautifully... I mean, like, my aesthetic is, like, cute feminine (laughs) books. Like, it's almost its own Instagram filter, you know? Like, it's so cute and big. Like, it just kept going. And then they even have Joe's Attic from from Mm -hmm. Little Women, and we went up there, and I'd be like, geez, I wouldn't turn this into an attic. I would turn this into my apartment, and I'd live here forever. And it's just so cute. And they not not only do they have books, but they have, like, book necklaces and bookmarks. Yeah, we saw a Sense of Sensibility book necklace. And they have a lot of Pride and Prejudice-themed stuff there as well, which Mm -hmm. was, like, really cool to see. Because, like, if I think when I went into, like, a uh, Barnes and Noble <laughs> corporate <laughs> bookstore. <laughs> I went into one like the other month or so, and I was like, went in there looking for like Pride and Prejudice type merch, mm-hmm. but couldn't find anything because mm-hmm. it's all like you know outside retailers, and they bring in like little other stuff. Mm-hmm. And so to go into a bookstore like this, and like this is perfect. They have like Hogwarts themed stuff. They have like uh, Pride and Prejudice thing stuff, and like they really do highlight female authors, which is really yes. cool. It's not just romance, so they have. Mindy Kaling's book, Lauren Graham's new book, things like that. Just like, I just love their whole thing. They also, I love their community thing. Like what we went to, that was like a community event where they were, they had free wine and cupcakes. Those cupcakes were delicious. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, the audience was just so lovely. Everyone was very welcome and very very supportive community. So friendly. And they do the stand-up comedy thing like 
once a month, a month, yeah. like on Thursdays. I know that's going to be our new thing. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to meet us, <laughs> yeah. But no, and so they have they bring in authors and they have book panels. Like they really, really try and make it community oriented. It's run by two sisters, actually, B and Leah. And they own it, and they run everything, and one of them is the owner of Fitzwilliam Waffles. (laughs) And they just also have, like, they have female empowerment stuff. They had cardboard that you could take to make your own protest signs. (laughs) That was so cool. And just to clarify, like, we have no deal with them. No. There's no reason for us to be talking about this. But we, like, genuinely just love this place so much and just want to highlight it for anyone who may be in the LA area who is visiting the LA area to definitely check out this place because if you are someone who likes the Lizzie Bennett Diaries who likes this podcast we think that this is something aligned with what you would also enjoy right and we're gonna put up links to their uh, website and their social media and especially Fitzwilliam Waffles Instagram up on our WordPress page so look out for that so now diving into some very sad episodes diving into (laughs) well 41, episode 41, Your Pitch Needs Work, written by Anne Toole. Holy crap. Charlotte just like burst out of the room, burst in the room just like, this is what I'm capable of. And we had no clue. Like, we know that she's like smart and talented and driven, but here we get to see it firsthand. We'll get to episode 42, which made me sad beyond anything Mm -hmm. that's sad. But... Charlotte is the puppet master we never knew existed. Yeah, so in this episode, Charlotte has taken over the video blog and made up the excuse to bring in Collins of, you need to wrap up your appearance. It's going to feel unresolved for the viewers. So this is your opportunity to say goodbye to the viewers. But she used that as her opportunity to show her own skills and sort of trick Collins (laughs) into offering her the same offer that he gave Lizzie. Yeah, except she's, you know, where he was like, Lizzie, you're negotiating, you're shrewd. She was just like being a whiner. Charlotte actually like presented this very meta situation of, oh, I'm sure Lizzie, I'm sure your offer had nothing to do with Lizzie's rejection. I'm sure it was just your pitch. And then she became the guy that offered something. She's like, pitch it to me Mm -hmm. and I'll give you feedback. I'm sure the audience will learn a (laughs) lot and you can never like practice something too many times. She just works her mat basically through communicating with him, pointing out what he's doing wrong, which is like everything. (laughs) But she doesn't, she doesn't tell him that. Lizzie would have been like, that was horrible. You're bad at this. Yeah. She was giving him actual feedback. Right. And in the midst of his feedback, he's like, wait a minute, she's doing the same work that Lizzie's doing. She's part of these lucrative or these, you know, videos with a lot of potential too. I think of my big fat Greek wedding where that <laughs> quote, uh, when the mom says, sure, the man is the head, but the woman is the neck and she can turn, turn the, the head, head any, any way, way she wants. Exactly. I, I quoted that movie just the other day. <laughs> I love so it. That idea of like making it his idea in order to get that offer because if charlotte had come into this straight out and just said i want the job i'm also qualified mm-hmm. i don't think she would have gotten the same response or enthusiasm from collins no didn't he even tell lizzie i like that you're not being too forward about this yeah he likes it when his business partners play coy like so, he yeah. likes that charlotte studied the last video observed everything and was like What's the best approach for this? And we even see that where she kind of like exactly quoted what he was already saying. In fact, when I saw you again, 
I knew that you would be the one to share the most, most important, important part of my life. Great minds do indeed think alike. I know, when he sort of comes to his own conclusion right. that Charlotte would be the better partner, certainly the more willing partner, because she's sort of saying, you did make a good offer. Like, Liz didn't think he made a good offer. No. Charlotte did. He takes her hand. Another weird thing to do. Yes, yeah. Part of me wonders if he'd gone to like a guy for yeah. a, buzz, a business partner, would he have held his hand? I like to think yes. Maybe he would have like held them in a handshake for like two minutes and like, I like the way you think and like still shaking their hand. Like, and I want to offer you this. And they're like, it's like, oh, my hand. <laughs> like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. This, is, this is weird. And not only I think does Collins realize that he made a mistake offering the job to Lizzie, but that Charlotte's been the one who's perfect. I mean, like, I, we spoke in the last episode about how eventually Lizzie would have cracked because she's not good at communicating with him. She just thinks that what he says is noise, noise, noise. But Charlotte tuned into that. Yeah. She leaned into it and she said, all I have to do is make this guy think that these are his ideas. And oh, he does kind of give her credit. Like, I think he does come to the conclusion that she presented herself in a very professional manner. And yeah. he's like, oh, she's been right all along. But, and what I like about that is like, people always think Charlotte gets the short end of the stick because it's like she was his second choice. But I think really he just saw the potential in her a little bit later and she was always the right choice. Sure, you could say that Charlotte positioned herself in a way to like, not trick Collins, but, like, to showcase more of her skills. Mm -hmm. But I think Collins caught on to that at the end of, like, you are skilled. I do yeah. see this now. You're showing it to me in this manner, mm -hmm. and I get what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So that's why, like, I'm going to offer you the position. Miss Lou, once Miss Bennett films her videos, then what happens? Well, I edit them. And then? When they're ready, I upload them, tag them, and promote them. Of course, then Charlotte's <laughs> is like, best foot forward and oh, yeah. gets off the big envelope. That's another benefit of her having watched the video previously, right. seeing what his motives are. She sees this envelope and she's like, I see that tiny white <laughs> male envelope and I want the fat one, the yeah. big fat one. And yeah. he's and he sees that she, like where he thought Lizzie was negotiating and said she was just being like bullheaded about everything. Charlotte actually is negotiating and she's like, right. don't you see what I'm worth? Mm -hmm. And he's like, all right, here's the fat envelope. And she, he's like, and he, he actually does something with her that he didn't do with Lizzie, which is like, take your time to think about it. Yeah. And is that because maybe he sees more value in Charlotte? Is that he like realizes this, like, I've already been rejected once. I want to maybe adjust according to even Charlotte's own suggestions of like my pitch. Mm -hmm. Let me adjust how I present this. Give her some time. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. I think when he sort of noticed that his conversation with Charlotte was going very differently than with Lizzie, and it's because Lizzie had no intention of offering, of taking his offer, yeah. he realized that he did need to make a few changes. Mm -hmm. And one of those was to calmly offer her the job and maybe not expect a response right away. I think, because he said, like, I look forward to your positive response. Yes. So he has confidence in... The fact that she's going to say yes in a different way that he had confidence that with Lizzie. They're on the same page. Like, yeah. They they both like kind of want this partnership to happen. Mm -hmm. Collins came to the Bennett household or in that area for that reason. 
to get a business partner in Lizzie mm-hmm. didn't work out. He doesn't want to go home to Lady Catherine or go home, <laughs> go home back to work, see Lady Catherine and say, I still need a business partner. Mm-hmm. He wants to go back with a business partner. And, and the Charlotte same, sees that. In the same way that Collins in the book, Mr. Collins in the book, was going there because he wanted a wife. He wasn't going to leave without a wife mm-hmm. if it was going to be Lizzie or one of the other Bennets. Mm-hmm. So Lizzie turned him down. Now he has to find a new option. Yep. And, like, she did a great job of presenting herself. Because, I mean, that's what's so great about it. At at first, I would say the only part that was sort of manipulative on Charlotte's part was when she said, Oh, I brought you here because, you know, we wouldn't want to make you an unresolved character. Like, she's so good at playing to his ego, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of... And so she's like, we wouldn't, the viewers would be like heartbroken. They'd be so curious to know what happened to you. And he's like, well, obviously. So yeah. no, <laughs> I'm he, so knowledgeable in digital media. <laughs> sure. But then he does say, you know, I was rejected and that was so hard. And I think, you know, I actually think that Collins is a little bit of growing here because at first he, he went into the pitch with Lizzie thinking, I have the best offer for anyone in the whole world right here. Mm-hmm. She's going to accept it because it's an amazing offer. And when he didn't present it that way, he was like, he had to go back and lick his wounds because she not only rejected him, she rejected him on camera. It went on the internet for everyone to see. Whereas his confidence in pitching the position to Charlotte came from knowing that he was pitching her something that she already wanted because she Mm -hmm. was helping him along. Yeah. And I think that they actually are going to have a good partnership. Like, honestly, let's pretend that Lizzie had accepted that offer for a second. It wouldn't, to quote Taylor Swift, not that I do this, it's either going to be forever <laughs> or it's going to go down in flames. They would and have clashed a lot. <sighs> yeah, it would have been an explosive business partnership where Lizzie's always shutting down Collins' ideas and Collins is like trying to get things moving forward and Lizzie keeps shutting it down. So that company would have gone nowhere versus Charlotte who, sure, maybe this isn't the job she's like super passionate about, but she knows how to get these things moving forward. Mm -hmm. Just in the same way that the Lizzie Bennet Diaries is her friend's project, Mm -hmm. she saw that way to make this project go forward and she's helping out her friend and and editing the videos and promoting them and and doing all that that behind the scenes work. Mm -hmm. She knows how to make projects happen. Right, and like maybe this is a good transition into episode 42. Yes, episode 42, Friends Forever, written by Bernie Sue. This is now the fallout between the two friends of Lizzie and Charlotte. Charlotte has accepted Colin's offer, Mm -hmm. and she's taking the job. She's leaving that weekend, and Lizzie is not happy with this, does not want her to take the job. Yeah, this was a hard episode to watch, and it got so real because we've seen... We've kind of seen this happening for a long time, and we've talked about it, where Lizzie doesn't want anything to change. She's like, I've got my school, and I've got my friends. Like, she was freaking feeling pushback when Bing Lee moved into the neighborhood. She wasn't going to move to NorCal and work for a guy she doesn't like. And now, she's. it's not like she's jealous of Charlotte for having taken that position, but she didn't accept it because she didn't want to be a sellout. And because, like, she's not wrong in saying that the position that Collins is offering you, you don't ultimately want to do, but it's along those lines. And she's not lying when she says that Charlotte is brilliant and talented, 
But I think that Charlotte has the potential to bring a lot more to that job than whatever Collins is asking her to do. Like, sure, she's not maybe making the kind of videos that she ultimately wants to do, but it's yeah. a start. It's a start. Yeah, this fallout has been, yeah, as you've said, it's been a long time coming where the, the seeds have been planted early on where Lizzie and Charlotte had that initial conversation of, are you going to work because, for, are you going to work for the money or are you going to work because you're passionate about the work you're doing? Mm-hmm. And... I guess not solidifying their friendship because they're already great friends, but the reminders of like, Charlotte, you're my bestest friend and this is why we both love each other and it's so great. And so seeing them argue in a big way, mm-hmm. it makes it all the more heartbreaking to see. You get a degree so you can get a job. And Ricky Collins is offering me one. It's an amazing and lucrative opportunity. Those don't come around every day. Can you please let me go? I'm sure they've had arguments in their friendship and I'm sure like, you know, they've been mad at each other, but this is different mm-hmm. because Lizzie so clearly sees that this is the wrong choice for Charlotte in a way that Charlotte doesn't see it at all. Yeah. And they argue against each other of why she shouldn't take the job even though Charlotte's accepted. Charlotte has a bit more financial responsibility in her home mm-hmm. where Lizzie is the middle child, Charlotte is the eldest. And she's taken it upon herself to help out more around the house. Her little sister, Maria, is going to be starting college. They live in an apartment. They don't have a house to sell. You know, they're, however they're doing financially, Charlotte is more, is more willing to take up that responsibility to help out. Exactly. It's sort of, I think a lot of this argument has come from the fact that Lizzie has seen her and Charlotte as the same person for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's different because, like, Lizzie, like, there's, like, more people in her family, but they still have their house. Yeah. And, you know, Lizzie also has a little sister, but she doesn't have a little sister who's, like, going to a four-year college, which is probably, like, really expensive. Like, Lydia's in community college, and even then she, like, skips her classes. Whereas <laughs> Charlotte is, you know, she, she had a sick aunt a while ago. And yeah. her sister, like, she probably, like, She's someone who's willing to sacrifice so that her sister can have, like, the ultimate college experience, you know? And it's like Charlotte's kind of taken a more adult responsibility in helping her family get out of financial constraints, whereas Lizzie's been for a long time kind of in the backseat, like, I'm the kid. I'm going to let mom and dad worry about money. And to her credit, she's sort of, ever since she learned about her family's financial straits, she's been more cognizant of mom and dad are redoing the house so maybe they can sell it and we're like it's getting harder and we need to step up but she's not stepping up like charlotte's she's not willing to compromise her ideals right to help out you know yeah, she sees all that happening and yet she's not really taking an active part in helping sure maybe she's doing more chores around yeah. the house that sort of thing but like costume theater mrs bennett says she hasn't she doesn't have a job yet and yeah. she to mrs bennett's knowledge is doing nothing and mm-hmm. to really help around the house financially versus charlotte who Maybe Mrs. Lou completely knows about these videos, too. And she's like, great, Charlotte's doing great things. And, of course, she should be valued. And this job offer is perfect. Mm-hmm. I want to take the offer. I need to take the offer. You don't need to do anything. Yes, I do, Lizzie. Like you, my family's in debt. Like you, I'm in debt. Of course, in the book, Charlotte was... 27. 27. She was older than Lizzie. Yeah. She had more of that need. Yeah to get married, to mm-hmm. have a, a set life. Not only that, but like in the books, you know, Lizzie's like 18 or 19 yeah. and she's still like very pretty. And even though she's kind of like, whatever, I've got my strong independent ideals. She's still 
has the luxury of clinging to those ideals because mm-hmm. she's got her whole life ahead of her. Yeah. Charlotte is kind of seen as like the milk that's about to expire, <laughs> you know? And like, it's an unfortunate way of seeing that, but she doesn't have the luxury of holding out for the perfect job, nor I think does she want to. Like, yeah. Charlotte's ready to start her life. I mean, she's kind of been questioning her grad degree. I think it's hard for her to leave her grad degree too, but she's very practical in saying the whole point in getting an advanced degree is to get a good job. If I've got a good job, I don't need to keep paying this expensive tuition mm-hmm. and keep going to college. You know, like I can I can just start my life right now. Yeah. And I think that plays another, like, and she's also ready. She, like, yeah, Charlotte's yeah, yeah. in an apartment. She, like, where Lizzie wants to, like, be cozy in her childhood bedroom and live with her family and see everyone every day, Charlotte's ready to move out. She's ready to, like, live somewhere else and start a new life. She's ready for that. Mm-hmm. And Lizzie's just not. And in the adaptation, that's an interesting way to showcase that. Because in the book, they are almost a decade apart. Yeah. They have very different outlooks in life as far as what needs to be their next step in life. Mm-hmm. And in this way, highlighting that in a way where Charlotte's the eldest, Lizzie's the middle child. They and kind they're of the have, same age. They're the same birthday. <laughs> they're the same birthday, same age. They have different priorities in life, though. Mm-hmm. In kind of highlighting that Lizzie wants to work somewhere that she's passionate about, work that she you know can make a difference in the world. Charlotte has always been the one that's practical and needs that job to mm-hmm. not only move on in life, but also help out her family. Exactly. She's also leaving, like, she's leaving her best friend. She's leaving the show. You know, everything they've ever known is getting uprooted. Yeah. Charlotte's more willing to give that up. She it's, was, she, because this ultimately also wasn't her project. Lizzie was mean in this episode. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, yeah. she was, like, when Charlotte stepped out of the frame and she was like, she's making a horrible decision and, like, I thought Charlotte had left. I like forgot that she was yeah. still in the room. And I was yeah. like, who says that to their best friend? And she's like, what the hell? Like, Not even to the best friend, to the audience. About her best friend, but also like looking in that direction. And that's why Charlotte's like, I'm still here. Why yeah. are you saying all of this stuff? And that's when she has like that really cutting line of, well, that's no different from right now. Because guess what, Lizzie? All this time, I haven't been working on my stuff. I've been working on yours. That line just cuts you and you're like, and that's when Lizzie is like, I didn't realize like she was so unhappy. I didn't realize that all this time where I thought we were working on this project sort of together, this has been my project and Charlotte's been in the background just helping. She's, she's been playing second fiddle to Lizzie. You know, it's, I think it's all the more devastating that she thought she was being a good friend this whole time she thought they had a partnership yeah. <laughs> they're not married or anything yeah <laughs> that was funny i'm gonna say that forever like oh, it's not like we're married or anything yeah. but um they she like and she has to question like wait she because she was criticizing ricky collins videos as being corporate videos commentary bad reality tv well lizzie honestly the whole lizzie bennett Dyers is honestly a commentary on reality. Like two thirds of that is like her talking about her sister's love life, talking about her mom, talking about her sibling, like talking about her life and offering her own commentary. Like she's already doing that. It's just Mm -hmm. that because she enjoys it, she doesn't see it as bad quality. Yeah. Charlotte sees herself as able to at least enjoy or learn and grow at Collins and Collins Mm -hmm. where Lizzie saw it as a dead end and didn't see it as like a creative place to be. Yep. That's why I like truly think Charlotte was right for this position. I don't think, 
she should have she should be considered as Ricky Collins' second choice. Because, like, mm-hmm. that's also how she's seen, like, oh, the younger, prettier girl said no, so the older, plainer one said yes. Mm-hmm. I don't think it should be seen that way. I think Charlotte was ultimately the right choice. And he didn't see it, because, you know, he's a guy. Of course he's <laughs> going to be like, oh, yeah, like, the... Like, well, in the book, you're like, the younger, prettier one, like, who's already in the family I have to marry into. Like, yeah. that makes sense. Like, yeah. it's only after he gets rejected for you know puffing himself up that he sees oh like he he changes kind of like darcy changes like not old not like completely but he's like all right i need to think about other people when i'm proposing partnerships you know Mm -hmm. like she did that she instilled that change in him that lizzie never would have been able to do this is going to be the biggest change and shift for lizzie yeah she's losing her best friend who's not going to be around anymore to help with the videos and she's still stuck in the same place Charlotte is making that choice to move forward, to move out, to move on. And Lizzie is still very much so in the same bedroom, same yeah. camera. Sure, she's, st- she's finishing out her grad degree. That's like, that's great. <laughs> Good for you, Good for graduate you. girl. <laughs> <laughs> you go. But I think she had this vision that like her and Charlotte would, you know, walk across the stage together and they would graduate together and they would move out together, sort of like kind of always be this pair. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte just took a sharp left and was going a different direction. That's devastating. And I think it's all the more devastating that Lizzie had no idea she was being such a bad friend for so long. Yeah. So we'll have to see what happens. This that It was just, it was the whole thing was just hard to watch. And yeah. a lot of the comments that I was scrolling through for these videos were like, I'm crying, I'm crying, this is horrible. And the episode ended in the worst way with the happiest music of dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Like, what? No. Wait, I can't listen to this happy music I'm, right I'm now. pretty sure I remember watching that when it first came out and like, why do they keep the music that's so happy we just witnessed the worst thing ever i know i feel like ultimately the strongest relationship in this story has been lizzie and charlotte like they've been a duo since the beginning yeah and it's like almost worse to see people who started out together separate rather than people who kind of came together kind of separated and did this on and off thing like like so far the big partnership they've been like this dynamic duo and we don't have that anymore. Lizzie doesn't have that anymore. So we will see how Lizzie proceeds without her best friend. It's very hard. <laughs> Jumping to the comments section where we read original YouTube comments from when the episodes first aired. The Nerdy Lifter says, This is really great how this was translated from the book, especially how Charlotte never really had love in the equation with Ricky Collins, but stability and security. Since marriage in that sense would seem a bit dated, a business venture was actually a very smart idea. It was. And I also like, it's not as if Charlotte was trying to be a snake in the grass and steal her friend's opportunity. She was legit about it from the beginning. Like, you need a business partner and I need a job. Maggie Morgan says, I don't know if I would say she was using him. She just wanted an opportunity to show how capable she is. To be honest, Charlotte is probably more qualified for the position than Lizzie. She deserves it. Talking a lot to what we've been been discussing that... Charlotte was doing more of the work and she probably is more equipped to make these videos for Collins. She's certainly better at communicating with other people. Yeah, with, with Collins in general too, with like it, it, where Lizzie sees him as like a very difficult person to communicate with and like horrible and awful and annoying. Charlotte's like, I know how to communicate with this personality. Let me work with him. Yep, and she delivers. Yeah. The devious librarian says, 
Props to you, Charlotte, for being business savvy and ambitious enough to capitalize on a job opportunity. But doing it on your homegirl's video blog? That's a little cold. Dang! That's true. She uses the Lizzie Bennet Diaries to get a job offer. I mean, that's what she was hoping for all along. I kind of love, though, that the person who points this out, their username is the Devious Librarian. (laughs) (laughs) Rebecca Rabbit says... I like this version. I understand Charlotte so much more, and I really think that Lizzie is acting like an idiot. It also feels like Charlotte was always meant to receive this offer and would be selfish of Lizzie to be annoyed at Charlotte. Yeah. I f- I'm, these comments validate what we just talked about, yeah. that this was always supposed to be what happens. That wraps it up for this episode. Check out our social media. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at The Pemberley. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash The And if you'd like to talk to us directly or have any questions email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com and to support the podcast donate to our patreon page at patreon.com slash thepemberley last time we teased the idea of uh you would get some benefits and we want to announce that some of you have asked us if we would be running commentary on lydia's videos and we are Uh, If you'd like access to them, please donate to our Patreon page. We will post all relating info up on social media and the WordPress page. You can also leave us a review on iTunes. That helps other people to find this podcast. You can find links to all of these pages on our WordPress page, thepemberleypodcast.wordpress.com, where we also include links to anything we mentioned on the show. Thanks again for listening. Bye. Bye.